Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Martha Runs the World is on Patreon. If you would like to do a little more to show your support for the show, you can become a patron. It only takes a dollar to a few dollars a month. You can take an extra step to help out and you get to hear extra episodes. Plus, if you give at the higher levels, you also get gear as thank you gifts. Go to MarthaRunsTheWorld.com and click on the Patreon button for more information. Welcome to episode 110 of Martha Runs the World. Today's guest, Anthony Bailey, is half of the duo that has the Run for Grace nonprofit. And they they raise funds through running events. And Jen Bailey, his wife and partner, was on my show a few weeks ago, if you'll remember. And so you'll have to go back and listen to, to Size Doesn't Matter in Running with uh, Jen Bailey, which was a really terrific episode. And Anthony has a has an amazing and interesting story, all his own. And I thought you would love to hear his story. He also has a couple challenges coming up, and I thought you would also enjoy hearing about that. I wanted to have him on the show as well. Um, I, he, I think you'll get a lot out of it. It's He's very inspiring, and how he rised up to become a better and more healthy person through running is terrific. So here is Anthony Bailey. Will you welcome to the program Anthony Bailey? He is a and co-owner of Run for Grace along with Jen Bailey. She was on the show just a few weeks ago. And I say hello. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Hey, Martha. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Um, so I wanted to let's let's start at the beginning. How did you get get started running? Well, there's kind of a, a bit of a story behind that. Um, I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional household, you know, uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, physical and mental abuse uh, um, caused by my parents who had these addictions, uh, specifically my stepfather. And so I had to deal through that my whole childhood and adolescence and finally when I got out of that um, luckily I got a job and I moved out at 18 and at that point I kind of had to figure out who I was as a person because before that I was just on defense mode the whole time and uh, so a few years went by and I went to my first party and I took a shot and from that point I pretty much took over I followed the path of my parents and became an alcoholic and I you know, it started off slowly as, you know, going out to, with my buddies, my friends. But over the years, it became I did it more and more and more. And then next thing I know, it's 14 years later and I'm sitting on my porch smoking and drinking all the time. And and I realized I accomplished nothing like the whole 14 years. I mean, I had a job and a car and I was able to support my son and all that stuff. But I wasn't there emotionally. But then uh, I started to change my life up, uh, went to church more the gym more, stopped going to the bars as more as as much. And eventually I met uh, my darling Jen, who you interviewed a few weeks ago, and she pretty much said, it's either me or the cigarettes. And from that point, I cut the cigarettes and the drinking. And that led to me uh, focusing on health and fitness. And 
I applied for the police department and uh, went through the whole process. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't pan out. But for all the training I was doing for the police department, I was doing all this running to get running to get ready for the academy. And when I got that letter saying thanks, but no thanks, I was devastated. Uh, but then a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you use all those miles and do a marathon? And I'm like, a marathon? Because in my head, a marathon was like for elite athletes, people that were uh, incredibly in shape. And that was, I did not picture myself in that level. But I said, okay. So I did my first marathon in 2017 at the age of 40. And I uh, I ran the entire thing. I mean, I trained a little bit beforehand. I think the most miles I put in was like 16 my longest but i and i finished the entire marathon ran the whole thing and from that point on that was like me shedding the skin of the person i used to be the alcoholic the negative person the cynical the uh so i, I took on this whole new mindset after i crossed that finish line and i realized oh my gosh from that point i could accomplish so much more so that was the uh, beginning of my running journey that, that's great it's like baptism through running <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. That's incredible. In in one of your videos, you say you're thankful you're not the same person you were ten years ago. Why is uh, that? Oh gosh, because ten years ago I was I would get off of work, I would stop by the liquor store, get get some beer, get some hard alcohol, get some cigarettes, and I would either hang out at home by myself drinking or go to the bar, a, a dark dingy bar with my negative friends and uh yeah. i would wouldn't, I wouldn't have done anything i was just i was only consumed with where the next party was where the next drink yeah. was and i never felt like i could ever accomplish anything and when anybody yeah. offered oh you should do this yeah i'd be like yeah okay because i was i was stuck in that mindset of me growing up as a an abused child i was i thought well i'm i'm lucky i have what i have now so i kind of like limited myself and now i don't limit myself i know that the sky is the limit it yeah. just takes you. Isn't it amazing when you find out what you've been told your whole life isn't true? <laughs> it's like the Matrix kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's it's incredible when you find out that, no, you're better than what you've been told. And you find out that you can do things than, than, than what you've always been told. It, it's, it's like this whole world. It's like going through the looking glass. It really is. Yeah. I always yeah. say that um, – I, I say – People like some. Well, why do you push so much? Why do you? Why are you so onto these goals? And I always say because I lived 14 years mm-hmm. of mediocrity. I'm making up for that. Oh yeah, a lot. A lot of us spend a lot longer than that. That's for sure. And, and yeah. it's like you feel like there's you. You have to push farther because you have so much time to make up for. It's true. Exactly. It's That's true. true. So what was your first race? It was a 2017 LA Marathon. Wow, that's amazing. That's terrific. So what did you think of it? I thought it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to like mile 18 and 19 and I hit that wall and I kept thinking, oh my gosh. I remember I turned a corner onto San Vicente and once you t- get onto San Vicente, it's like seven, six, seven miles from that point. And there's this guy with a sign and he had this big bullhorn. He goes, you're almost, it's all downhill from here, six miles to go. And I thought in my head, Okay, six miles. I could do six miles. And I kept had to keep having a mantra in my head the whole time thinking I've been through worse. I've been through worse. I've been through worse. And that's what got me through those last six miles. And I 
But when I crossed that finish line, a friend of mine said, uh, are you ever going to do it again? I said, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we all say that. And as soon as it's over, we sign up for another race. Actually, I think it was a couple of days later. I said, you know what? I'm going to do the 2018 marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's an old saying in running is that the marathon doesn't start until the 21st mile. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is because you have to pu- push yourself together and and keep going. Absolutely. You, and you don't know what's what's in you until you reach that twenty first mile. And then you know. Then you know. Yeah. But my goal now is to uh, I want to be strong all through the first. You know, I want to make take it easy for the first twenty and be strong in the last six. I want to know what yeah. it feels like to just run across that finish line like I the speed across it instead of feeling like your yeah. legs are on fire. Yeah, you have to um, you you have to train to to get yourself to you have to train to keep yourself back so you don't overdo it so you don't it, it's it's hard not not being fast not following everybody else and speeding up you have to do your own race and not follow everyone else exactly and that is so hard for me because I'm so competitive once I, I, I mean I'm the nicest guy off the field but once I get on that field every person is my enemy. <laughs> It's true. Pass them, pass them, pass them. But that doesn't help you. You got to stay with your program. Your you do your own. Yeah. You have to run your own race and and not think about everybody else passing you because they're they may pass you in the beginning, but you're going to pass them in the end. It's just like the tortoise and the hare. Mm -hmm. You know the whole story of the tortoise and hare. The hare goes out fast, but then that tortoise is going to beat them later on. Yeah, and I, or, I still remember waiting on in the in the waiting line of the LA Marathon. You know, you wait for the gun to mm-hmm. go off, and I'm looking yeah. at these really tall people, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're in such good shape. They're gonna smoke me, and I just whiz on by them. Size doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. Well, it doesn't. Well, also tall people are usually sprinters. They're not. They're not the best distance runners. If you look at the if you look at the elite marathoners, they're usually oh. with some exceptions. They're usually small distance runners, like cat, like Mo. Uh, he's very very small. They're, they're usually you know five 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 four. Mm. Very very thin bones. Very small because they have to stay low to the grounds and their footsteps are small. The sprinters are the are the big. Big guys who can take big steps. Oh, like the like the bolts. Yeah, when when yeah. you're when yeah exactly when when you're a marathon or ultra you get you have to be very small because so, um you have to take smaller steps because you you go faster with smaller steps because if you take those large steps you're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, that's good. Thank you for uh, now. I feel much better. I'm Mr. Five Seven here. Feels better about myself now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you look at you look at the best. You know, there now there are exceptions to the rule. You have like Jim Walmsley, who's re, who's tall for an ultra runner, and he can just barrel down that trail and beat everybody. But uh-huh. you know, you have someone like Courtney Dahlwalter, who's who's really fast, and she can beat the guys, and she's not. She's not that big, but she's she's a phenom on the trails. But you have people like Killian Jornet, who's who's my favorite ultra runner, and he's he's very small, and he's he can beat anyone in the mountain trails. So hmm. it just that's the thing with 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 distance runners, they can't have a whole lot of that muscle. T- slows them down. They can't have that extra weight. That mm-hmm. extra weight is going to make them. S- slower so that with the elites they have to be very very conservative with their they have to be very lean every ounce has to work towards them to to get them farther 
Yeah, very lean guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So was would you say that was your hardest race, that first one? No. Okay, <laughs> no. What, what's your hardest? What's been your hardest uh, race? Well, I've done seven marathons so far. Okay. Since, and I would say the 2020 LA Marathon last year, that was the last run I've done okay. since, since the pandemic closed down. Mm-hmm. And um, that one, I was with my wife, and we it was so funny. We we got there. We actually stayed in a hotel about two miles away from Dodger Stadium, which we thought, okay, cool, we're going to get some extra sleep. But we had a lot going on the day before with our fundraising, and we had an event and family. And anyways, we got there, and we got there a little bit late, and we missed bag check. And mm-hmm. since we missed bag check, you know, I had a bag, my wife had a bag, and I thought, well, they have to get to the end somehow. So I took those 30 pounds of bags and ran half the marathon with those 30 pounds of bags. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, but luckily, we have a booth at mile 12 or 13 because of our organization. And I just dropped the bags off to them. And at that point, I thought, OK, cool. I'm 30 pounds lighter. I could just fly through the rest of the marathon. Wrong. <laughs> I, I zapped all my energy the prior 13 so i got like a mile down the road and i go i'm, I'm just done i just i just had to walk and run the whole time and i felt so down on myself but even though that was one of the worst performances i had i ended up meeting up with a friend and i actually started enjoying the marathon i found out what it's like to enjoy a marathon because i'd stop and go to the booths and see all the views and talk to friends instead of just trying to race past everybody and so even though that was the worst performance that marathon taught me how to enjoy running We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Well, that's great. That that sounds cool. And, and you also, the first half, you also did something, what's called uh, fast packing. Have you ever heard of that before? No. On on the trails, they, they now I've never done it, but um, on the trails, there is this thing called fast packing where you have a very lightweight backpack and you run and you run and hike with a light backpack from distance to distance. So you can, you can also do that. Oh, wow. That, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's something I, I, I don't know. I, I like trail running and I like backpacking, but I'm not going to combine the two. <laughs> but well, if you want, you've done it. <laughs> well, speaking of hiking, if you, my worst experience was with, uh, I, I hiked Mount Whitney this past July. You did. I, 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 did. I did not know that. You got to tell me all about it. I, uh, well, it, I, of course, I underestimated it because I thought to myself, oh, okay, I'm a marathon runner. I could do this. this is going to be a piece of cake. 11 oh, no. miles up, 11 miles down. It was awful, Martha. Oh, it no. was the worst. I got there. <gasps> I left at 4 in the morning. It took me 12 hours to get to the top. And when I got to the top, I was so exhausted. Oh. And I'm looking at the sun go down. I go, oh, my gosh. And I had to kind of rush down. I, I busted my ankle on the way down, <gasps> slipping. Ouch. And I... Uh, I got dark and I finally found some other hikers to tag along with. I didn't get back till one, almost one in the morning. And my wife was a wreck. I mean, they were about to call the church and rescue. Oh my goodness. I have a video on YouTube about it, but Oh my gosh, it was a, I, I, I learned so much more respect for mountains since that experience. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah, it was something else. It really humbled me, that's for sure. Wow. Well, that that is true. Mountain will humble you if if you don't respect it. That is true. Yeah. Wow. That's a that was now was that <sighs> the picture was that with the picture with all the snow? Was that where it was snowing? Uh there was a video okay, let, we'll wait for that for a bit. Now okay. now you did that in July. Um Yes. So, okay. Well, I was hoping so, to, I was going to be there for Badwater because I, I scheduled the same weekend as Badwater because I wanted to see those guys finish. And they got, oh, you know, Badwater got canceled. So, right, right. So, yeah, but it's, it was a great experience nonetheless, even though it was kind of scary. Yeah, that is scary. <laughs> that is scary. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, there was a there was part of the video that I watched this morning, and there were, mm-hmm. and, and you didn't say where you were, but but you had been, but you were in snow. So that's where was that? That's, that's the summit. That was the summit. That was, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So it was snowing. Oh, that's it wild. It was snowing. There's just snow left on top of the mountain that you had to go through, even though it was middle of summertime. That's wild. Yeah, because you know it's, uh, what, I think it's 14,500 feet. Right, right, yeah. right. So yeah, that altitude will get to you. That's for sure. Yeah, I would take like five steps and have to take a break. Five steps, uh-huh. take a break. I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with me? I mean, no, <laughs> it's altitude. I, I, I know I did I did a 50K that went up to 8,000 feet, and oh, my God, once you get oh, to 7,000 wow. feet, it was like, oh, gosh, okay, it's getting to me. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. Yeah, Mount Shasta, it was it was fun, but it was wow. hard. It was really hard. hard. Yeah, it was really hard, but it was really fun. I mean, it's really hard, but really fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> when, you, when you get into 50Ks, you'll learn about pain, and you have fun with it. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I know. Well, the thing with ultras, though, is is that remember is that walking is cool. You can walk, walk. You don't run the whole time. Okay. You don't, you don't run the whole time. When you go uphill, you walk, walk. You don't run Perfect. up. The, it is. It isn't like it isn't like street running. It's so much more fun. Tra- trail running is just so much more fun. Once you do trails, you won't ever want to run on the street again because it's just it's it's easier on your legs. It's easier on your feet. And it's just much more beautiful. I mean, you have you have a lot of really cool mountains down there, and you can go up. I, I'm not sure. Are you near the San Gabriels or anything? Are you near there? Um, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not in LA sure. County, LA County. Oh yeah, yeah. You're near the San Gabriels, or you can go out to Santa Monica's, or uh, anywhere out there. You have some beautiful places to to run it. And and once you get um, once they start doing runs again, you can actually go watch the Angel- Angelus Crest 100, which is a really cool race that takes place in the San Gabriels. Okay, um, well, it's funny you say that. I actually, uh, I'm doing my first 50K in July. Okay. In July, not July and April, in two months. Okay. It's in Tehachapi, but uh, that's in regards to our organization, which I'll tell you a little bit more about. Yeah. How that yeah. got started. Uh, so I told you my two, first marathon was 2017. Okay. And then 2018, I did the next LA marathon, and I go, okay, uh-huh. for this time, I want to do it for a cause instead of just personal achievement. Right. And I was doing a, a, a I was doing a training run one morning, and I thought, oh, this is a good idea. Who should I do it for? And I thought of an organization out here where I live called Grace Resources. Uh huh. And they helped my mother when she was homeless. You know, my mother had alcohol and drug addictions, so she was homeless the last few years of her life. Okay. And they took her in and kind of helped her through it. And without them, uh, she wouldn't have been able to get off the streets because I picked her up one day and took her to my grandmother's. And she lived the remainder of her four years with my grandmother. And she was able to reunite with the family and kind of mend broken bridges and all that stuff. But without that organization, that probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, so when I decided to do the 2018 marathon, I said, I want to do a fundraiser for you guys. It's, and uh, It was called Run for Grace. And 
I raised $1,500 that year. I mean, that's the first time I ever, ever fundraised. And so 1500 bucks to me was a lot of money. And uh, then we did it again the next year, 2019. But that time we built a team around it, raised like $3,500 for him. And then the next year we did it for seven, did it again and raised like $7,000. And so my wife, Jenny, who you met, we just said, you know what, we like this fundraising thing. Let's let's just make this our own organization. So we, we kind of got rid of... Uh, so we took that name Run for Grace and made it our own charity organization, which helps those in need through our passion of running. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's it's incredible. I remember talking to, with with Jen about it. You guys just mm-hmm. do such great work down there. Now, I know you have this this triple this triple thing oh, coming up. This these yeah. these three races. Tell tell us about that. Well, it was just it was a triple race, but then the LA marathon got postponed. Okay. To fall. So we had to pivot and make changes and so yeah. we're going to keep that la marathon for that organization every year the la marathons for grace resources so we're going to push that for them later in the fall and we're going to take those other two races and fundraise for two other organizations and the first one is march 6th and that's the, the david goggins four by four by 48 which i'm going to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours and I, i'm going to do that for the children's center of the antelope valley out here I've never done that before. I've always heard about it, and it sounded sounds challenging. And I feel like if you're going to fundraise for somebody, you might as well do it for a, an event that's going to challenge you. So right. that's going to be interesting. And yeah, so the next be, one that'll 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 be interesting because <laughs> it'll be easy at first, and then it'll be really hard. That that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I hope so. I hope it'll be fun and more fun <laughs> well, than real. Well, actually, but it'll be interesting. it'll be. It'll be fun for people to watch on video. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great mental exercise for my next race, which is yes. the 50K in Tehachapi, which is cool. the Calgonquin uh, 50K. And I'm doing that for another charity or, or we are doing that or I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the pack mule. I'm the, I'm the guy that goes out and does the runs. And <laughs> Jenny's taking the, the year off from running. But uh, yeah, we're going to do It's the Calgonquin 50K in Tehachapi, California. My first ultra trail race. Cool. Um, and I'm doing that for a company called Street Company, which is a nonprofit who uh, teaches homeless people to make coffee and gives them jobs. So that's we thought, awesome. what a wonderful organization to help. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really terrific. We'll put we'll put the links up for this stuff on the website too. That'll be really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this 50k. I don't know. It's 31 miles. I've never done 31 miles yeah. before, especially on a trail. But you said I could walk half. I could walk up and. You can walk that. anytime you want. You can walk any, as long as you make the cutoff. You can you can do it. You just have to keep yourself going. Don't start slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, or as my old running cut, I used to belong to a running club in in the in the 80s. And as we used to say, you start slow and taper off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's kind so. of a joke. It's a joke phrase, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but um. Yeah, you yeah you just just keep yourself going as long as you make as long as you keep going at at a regular rate and just don't you know just stay at stay at a particular tempo you you should be okay. Okay, I'm gonna have to hold back the competitive side of me and just yep. we, have fun. Yeah, because it's a long you know it's a long race and and it's probably gonna be pretty warm. So uh, just make sure what you want to do is make sure and eat and hydrate. A lot. Have some. Have some good. I don't know if you use Tailwind or yeah. any of those. Mm-hmm. Use that. Just keep or or um or none. I like none. And then eat eat as much as you know. Eat when you can. 
um, keep keep yourself um, keep keep up the nutrition and the hydration and, and you should be fine. Yeah, I hear they're going to have like seven, uh, what are they called? Snack eight, areas? Eight stations. Eight stations. Eight stations. And they're yeah. going to have potatoes and tailwind and, oh, yeah. and all kinds of, and I hear that, I, I hear that ultra races are a big giant food eating party. They are. We like to, <laughs> so, we like to eat. We like to eat. <laughs> I'm like, so do I. So I'm looking forward to that. We do. We like to eat. Well, and, and, um, one of my favorite things to have, if you want if you want to break and it's warm is, is like a kind of a flat warm Coke. I like that. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and it's so funny. These are the kind of things I don't really eat on a normal basis. So it's kind of no. cool. I'm going to get, I get permission to eat this junk food. Exactly. Like potato chips, warm <laughs> Coke. We want these things because they're salty and they got sugar and you need this stuff to keep going, you know? Okay. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. It's not the... something I ever have. I don't drink soda except when I'm, <laughs> when I'm out there on on the trails. It's weird. I guess that's our motivation for signing up for these things, huh? Is I get as much junk food oh, as oh, you yeah. can. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of my ultra running friends says, "Oh yeah, we we run so we can eat." <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I know it is true. <laughs> but I'm so, so happy to be able to help these organizations because. Uh, Children's Center of the Antelope Valley, they are in the job of preventing child abuse. And since I'm a child abuse survivor, that is just a perfect organization to help for us. And and the other one to help the homeless, is like, I like how we are connecting, we're keeping with our same mission statement with these two organizations. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think that's wonderful. Have you seen the documentary Skid Row Marathon? No. It's on it's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's a true story about the, this judge in L.A. who who goes to the the Skid Row homeless shelter and he gets people out, gets the the runners out there running marathons. It's really really inspiring. It's very cool. Maybe I'll check it out today. Well, because today is my birthday and I got that day off from work. Is it really? Well, happy birthday! Yes, yeah, happy four years old. Happy birthday. And and, and and this is a real coincidence because when this airs, it will be my birthday. So Oh, yeah, that's yeah, something. I well, know. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful getting older? I don't know. I, I like getting older. <laughs> There's a few more wisdom. The aches and yeah. pains, uh, not so much. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I've got a lot of aches and pains right now. I, I could do without. <laughs> Let me tell uh-huh. you. <laughs> So I don't I don't know this is, it's been a rough year for me but I'll get past it somehow. You will. You will. Yes, I will. Well, how did you decide on this 50k? Well, at the beginning of 2021, I, I I don't feel like I've been challenging myself as much as I wanted to. I used to have this really eye of the tiger mentality when I first started running and all that stuff and I feel like this past year I've been kind of like I got soft. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get back to that old eye of the tiger kind of feeling you know so let me sign up for something that's going to really push me and so that's why i said let me get into this ultra trail running thing and to see what that motivates me so that's my motivation behind it i'm going to do something that's going to challenge me well i think you really like it because you'll find that the ultra running community is really friendly they're the friendliest of all mm-hmm. they're they're very uh welcoming because it's a lot smaller group and it, they're just so friendly, and it's just a, it's such a great community. You'll make friends right away. We might we just met a couple because my wife and I we do an interview show also on our Run for Grace YouTube channel, and we interviewed this couple that are doing the uh, marathon de Saab. 
Oh yeah. And, and they are, it's 156 miles yep. in the Sahara desert mm-hmm. and they're doing yep. that for charity. And they are, they, they said the same thing. So the ultra marathon community is mm-hmm. so friendly. Oh yeah. But I can't one imagine my, doing that. Actually, I, one of my friends, Daniel uh, Gallo, he, he, I interviewed him uh, last year, year before last on my show. He, he's done that before. Wow. And, yeah, and he lives around here, but yeah, yeah. It's, it, there's also, there's another, uh, there's another documentary on that on amazon prime called desert runners if you want to watch that it's pretty cool and there's one on netflix called the loser losers and it's about that and that's what motivated them to do it they're called the sahara strong so they labeled this a sahara strong it's a husband wife couple and they watched that losers episode and that's what motivated them to sign up for that cool very cool very very cool well, I have one qu- last question to ask you that I ask all my runner guests. Is, okay. it, is is there any race anywhere in the world, regardless of qualification or time or travel or whatever price that you could do in the world? What would it be? Well, I, my, my, one of my big goals is to do the Boston Marathon. Uh, I'm going to call it, but yet. I don't, when you say without qualifications or anything, I want to qualify for it. Yeah. I want to, I want to know, because my wife asked me, would you do the Boston Marathon just for charity? Because you could do that. And I go, uh, yeah. But the inside of me is like, I want to, I just want to qualify for it. I just, I just want to get that time. But um, yeah. I would do Boston Marathon or I'd, I'd love to do New York. I've never been in New York before. Yeah, I, I so. think but I think qualifying for Boston would be truly, I mean, yeah, I, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do Boston, qualify for it, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but I'll yeah. do it, but I'll qualify and then I'll do it for charity. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can still raise money for it even if you qualify. Exactly. Might as well. Yeah, yeah I have a, a long way. I got to cut like an hour off of my time, so I have, I have a long way to go. <laughs> Yeah, right. Or run the same time and then wait 20 years. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, if I, if I, if I wait 20 years, I can run the same time that I do now. It's insane how fast you have to be. And then they, they add, but, but they keep adding more charity spots, meaning that you keep at, have to be faster and faster. It's, it's, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's bad. If it's, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. It's true. That's yeah. true. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Well, and good, good luck on your on your upcoming challenges. I know you're going to rock it. And I can't wait to watch the videos about it. I appreciate it. I look forward to All making right. them. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you take care and we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, Martha. Thanks, Anthony, very much for being on the show. That was a lot of fun. Learned a lot about you, too. You're a very terrific and driven person. Remember, walk up those hills, power walk, or you're going to be dead before you're halfway through your race. Okay. Now, on with the rest of the show. You can find all the links for Anthony's race and Run for Grace on Oh, that rhymed. Okay, on the website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. You can also find my the link for pod for I'm sorry for um, Patreon on the the website as well. If you want to donate a little bit more for the podcast to help out a little bit, that would be terrific. If you want to email me, I would also love that. That 
That's Martha Runs the World at gmail.com. And if all goes well with everything, today is my birthday. It's the 23rd of February. Yes, I'm a little older, a little creakier, a little bit more pain. Growing older is not for wimps, let me tell you. <laughs> it's hard growing older. It's really hard. I mean, my mom tried to tell me long time ago how hard it was and I didn't listen I laughed at her <laughs> I was I was a silly silly young person it is really hard and I respect every person who's grown older <laughs> let me tell you one day we'll do a whole show on all that <laughs> gosh it is it's just really hard but we'll get through this won't we yes yes we shall just take care of yourself as best as you can and do what you can. Do the best that you can because that's all we have in this world, right? Stay tuned for some great shows and thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.